This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. This podcast is about creating a behind-the-scenes look with coaches, fans, and reporters from our point of view, sharing cool stories as only we've lived them. The goal is for you to learn something new to help your life and allow yourself to take a break from everyday chaos and let us give you a behind-the-scenes look into our world. Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast begins in... Good morning and welcome to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast. It is Tuesday, June 1st, 2021, day one of the sixth month of the year. Looking forward to today's show. We're going to have Monday motivation. What happened over the weekend in sports? It was a holiday weekend. We will talk about that as well. And we're going to talk graduation because this evening, Washington County High School graduate as well as tomorrow Barbara Ingram and Tech High Schools graduate so we'll talk about that let's first start in the world of sports let's start in the world of college basketball Howard University big man McCour Maker the first five-star recruit to choose to play at a historically black college or university has declared for the 2021 NBA draft Maker who's 20 won't sign with an agent so that he can keep the option of returning to Howard open for his sophomore year Maker is a highly skilled 6'11 forward with the ability to play on the perimeter. He only played two games for the Bison this past season because of a groin injury. In those two games, he averaged 11.5 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. The team played only five games before the university decided to shut down the team early January because of COVID. Maker was the number 16th ranked player in the ESPN 100 when he committed to Howard over UCLA and Kentucky. The native of Sudan also spent time in Australia before moving to the United States for high school. We will stay with college basketball. John Calipari is awaiting a pivotal ruling on the eligibility of transfers before he will know what the rest of his lineup for the Kentucky Wildcats will look like this coming season. As has been the case since 2009 in Calipari's arrival at Kentucky, the Wildcats underwent an annual roster makeover. This spring, the turnover included several signing players to go to the NCAA transfer portal as well as declaring for the NBA. How the Wildcats roster will look depends on the graduation of Davian Mintz and the eligibility of transfer Shabbat Wheeler. I'm excited about what we're doing and what kind of team we're going to be as we piece this together, Calipari said. But it's a lot of work now, and we're going to have to do this all summer. This summer is going to be extremely important to us. I never realized how important. Sometimes you get where you want to with coaching the well, and sometimes you need players that you need to coach well in order for us to be good. Like nearly every program, the coronavirus pandemic created protocols that kept Kentucky highly prized recruits separate until fall practice. The young cats struggled to develop chemistry or an identity with a 9-16 record that let them out of the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2013 and only their second losing season since 1927. Let's jump to the NFL. As the Falcons continue to field calls of teams interested in trading for Julio Jones, the Seattle Seahawks have been in discussions about a possible trade with Atlanta for the wide receiver. The Seahawks quarterback Russell Williams and Jones have been in touch having phone conversations to discuss a possibility of playing together. Seattle already boasts a talented wide receiver core led by DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, who each had 10 touchdown receptions and more than 1,000 receiving yards this past season. Sources from ESPN on Thursday found out that the Falcons have offered a future first-round pick on the table, as well as other teams have inquired about Jones with the first-round pick in return. 
The Seahawks do not have a first-round pick in 2022 after sending to the Jets last year to require Jamal Adams. Let's stay in the NFL. Quarterback Mac Jones and the New England Patriots first-round pick has made favorable first impressions on his veteran teammates. He has the swag to him that I didn't know he had at first, according to Kendrick Bourne, a wide receiver. He's out there confident, and that's what you need in a quarterback. Good energy, awesome guy, comes to work, and you just feel the energy in his leadership already. Jones was selected 15th overall in helping lead Alabama to a national championship, went through the third voluntary organized team activity on Thursday. He worked behind Cam Newton, who head coach Bill Belichick said is the team's top option. At one point, the Patriots split their four quarterbacks into two groups with Jones and Newton on one side and Brian Hoyer and Garrett Stidham on the other side. This could foreshadow what we will be seeing in the July at the start of training camp, which is competition for the job. Asked what he has learned about Jones from working behind him over the past few weeks, Belichick said Mac drove into the playbook and continues to do that. We all have a lot of things we need to work on, and that's what he's doing. On to Major League Baseball and the scores from yesterday, which was Memorial Day. The Twins topped the Orioles 3-2 and 10. The Tampa Bay Rays beat the Yankees 3-1. The Brewers beat the Tigers 3-2 and 10. The Phillies fall to the Reds 11-1. The Cubs beat the Padres 7-2. The White Sox beat the Indians 8-6 in 8 innings. The Astros beat the Red Sox 11-2. The Giants beat the Angels 6-1. The Mariners topped the Athletics 6-5 and 10. The Braves beat the Nats 5-3. In the second game of the doubleheader, the Indians beat the White Sox 3-1 and 7. The Royals topped the Pirates 7-3. The Dodgers beat the Cardinals 9-4. And the Mets topped the Diamondbacks 6-2. Jake DeGrom was the winning pitcher in that game. He continues to make history in his otherworldly start in the 2021 season. In his second start since returning from the injured list, Grom tossed six scoreless innings on Monday in the Mets' win, lowering his ERA to .71, the lowest for a qualified starter at the end of May since Chris Short had a .64 ERA for the Philadelphia Phillies in 1964. The Mets' ace improved to 4-2 with just four earned runs in 51 innings in his eight starts. He has allowed no runs three times, one run four times, and three earned runs in a game at Coors Field in April. With eight strikeouts in his six innings on Monday, he is now up to 82 with just seven walks. Before DeGrom, the last pitcher with a sub 1.00 ERA through May was Yobato Jimenez of the Colorado Rockies in 2010 with .78. DeGrom did not allow a hit until the fifth inning on an Arizona night when his fastball was absolutely blistering. Working with an extra day rest after Sunday night's game in which he was scheduled to pitch was rained out. Four of his pitches in the first inning were clocked above 101 miles an hour, a velocity he had reached just three previous times all season. He finished with a ridiculous 27 pitches of 100 plus on the night which is the third most in a single game since 2008. That is all from yesterday with baseball, now on to tonight's games. The White Sox remain in Cleveland to take on the Indians. The Tampa Bay Rays remain in the Bronx to take on the Yankees. The Twins have another game at Camden Yards to take on the Orioles. The Marlins travel to Buffalo, New York and Salem Field to take on the Blue Jays, which is their new home. The Phillies play against the Reds in Cincinnati. 
The Nationals remain in Atlanta to take on the Braves. The Tigers are in Milwaukee to play against the Brewers. The San Diego Padres are at Wrigley to play against the Cubs. The Red Sox are at Minute Maid Park in Houston to play against the Astros. The Pirates are in Kansas City to play against the Royals. The Rangers are in Coors Field in Denver to take on the Rockies. The Mets remain out west to take on the Diamondbacks. The Angels travel to San Francisco to take on the Giants. The Athletics are at Seattle, Washington to take on the Mariners. And the 10-10 game tonight and the nightcap, the Cardinals are at Dodger Stadium to take on the Cardinals. That is all for baseball. Now on to NBA basketball and the playoffs from over the weekend. Let's first start on Friday night where they have a couple games and we'll hit Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then we'll talk about what's playing tonight. The Celtics top the Nets 125 to 119. Jason Tatum has 50 points to lead the Celtics, while James Harden had 41 points, 7 rebounds, and 10 assists for the Nets. Brooklyn leads the series 2 to 1. The Atlanta Hawks beat the Knicks 105 to 94. They lead the series 2 to 1. Trey Young had 21 points and 14 assists to lead the Hawks, while Derrick Rose had 30 points, 6 rebounds, and 5 assists to lead the Knicks. The Clippers topped the Mavericks 118-108. to Luka Doncic had 44 points, 9 rebounds, and 9 assists to lead the Mavericks, while Kawhi Leonard had 36 points and 8 rebounds to lead the Clippers. On Saturday, we had more games. The Bucks beat the Heat 120-103 to knock the Heat out in a clean sweep. Giannis had 20 points, 12 rebounds, and 15 assists, while Bam Abadayo had 20 points, 14 rebounds, and 4 assists for the Heat. The Bucks now move on to the second round. The Trailblazers beat the Nuggets 115-95. to The series is now tied at 2. Norman Powell had 29 points to lead Portland. The 76ers beat the Wizards 132-103. to Russell Westbrook had 26 points, 12 rebounds, and 10 assists and the loss, while Joel Embiid had 36 points and 8 rebounds. They did play yesterday. We will talk about that game. The Utah Jazz beat the Grizzlies 121-111. to Michael Conley had 27 points to lead Utah, while John Morant had 28 points, 3 rebounds, and 7 assists for Memphis. On Sunday, the Nets topped the Celtics 141-126, to taking a 3-1 lead. Kevin Durant had 42 points to lead Brooklyn, while Jason Tatum stays hot and add 40 for the Celtics. The Hawks take a 3-1 series lead over the Knicks with a 113-96 to win on Sunday. Trey Young had 27 points to lead Atlanta, while Julius Randle had a double-double, 23-10 and 10 to lead the Knicks. Suns beat the Lakers 100-92 on Sunday, tying the series at 2. Chris Paul had 18 points, 3 rebounds, and 9 assists to lead the Suns, while LeBron James had 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 6 assists for the Lakers in the loss. The Clippers beat the Mavericks 106-81, tying the series at 2. Kawhi Leonard had 29-10 to lead the Clippers, while Kristaps Porzingis had 18 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 block for the Mavericks. On to last night's games in the NBA. The Wizards topped the 76ers 122-114 for their first win in the series, as Philly still leads 3-1. Tobias Harris had 21 points and 13 rebounds for Philadelphia while Russell Westbrook had 19 points, 21 rebounds, and 14 assists for the Wizards. The Utah Jazz beat the Grizzlies 120-113 to take a 3-1 series lead. Donovan Mitchell had 30 points to lead Utah, while John Morant had 23. On to tonight's games. The Celtics travel to Brooklyn to take on the Nets. 
the Nets try to close the series out. Jason Tatum is averaging 26.5 points per game, while James Harden is averaging 25. The Portland Trailblazers travel to Denver to take on the Nuggets. With the series tied at two, we'll see who can get the win this evening to get closer to the four-game win mark to move on to the next series. Damian Lillard is averaging 29. Nikola Jokic is averaging 24 and 10 for the Nuggets. The nightcap game on TNT this evening, the Lakers remain in Phoenix to take on the Suns. LeBron James is averaging 25, while Devin Booker is averaging 25. That is all for the NBA. When we come back right after this, we will talk Monday motivation. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in My Wildest Dream podcast. Let's talk Monday motivation. We'll talk about it coming off of Memorial Day weekend, where we honor all the men and women who've made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Just like Major Doug Zimbiak. He was known as the Lion of Falua for his relentless efforts and bravery in one of the most dangerous areas in the Iraqi wars. On the day he died, the Major was leading a unit of Iraqi forces that he helped train. He warned his troops to get down, suspecting enemy fire. As he lowered his body, a bullet from the enemy took his life. He was only 34 years old. Memorial Day is a day to honor men and women just like him and others. It is also a day to hold parades make speeches honoring the fallen, enjoying the smell of hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill, and Little League baseball games. It's an American tradition we take seriously, but we can do more. We can copy some of their greatest characteristics that made these men and women such great leaders. Zimbiak was a remarkable person and a remarkable leader. We can best honor him and others by borrowing from their beliefs and instilling them into our daily life. The advice is be a person of principle, Fight for what you believe in. Keep your word. Live with integrity. Be brave. Believe in something much larger than yourself. Serve, teach, mentor. Give something back to society. Lead from the front. Conquer your fears. Be a great friend. Be humble and self-confident at the same time. Appreciate your friends and family. Be a leader, not a follower. Be valorous on the field of battle. And take responsibility for all of your actions. Never forget those who were killed and never let those who are killed totally rest. Take a moment to understand that Memorial Day weekend is much more than just cookouts and Little League baseball games. While we borrow his beliefs, a piece of him will always reside in us, which is the best way to honor him on Memorial Day. I thank everybody who has served, the men and women who are just like him. Being more like him in his honor will help us all honor the fallen veterans that we deserve. This is Monday Motivation. When we come back right after this, we will talk graduation in Washington County. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in... Three, two, one. Welcome back to Never in my wildest dream podcast. As I said, today is graduation day for all but two high schools here in Washington County. Tomorrow night, the other two will be Barbara Ingram and Washington County Tech High, where I work, will be graduating. So tonight at 7 p.m., I will be up in the booth, filming the 2021 graduation of South Hagerstown High School. For me, as I look back, I'm kind of like a senior as well. This is year four of me being the head basketball coach at South High, so this group is my freshman class coming the whole way through the program. And, you know, next year's class will be another group that comes the whole way through the program. This is one of those classes that you'll remember. I mean, COVID kind of threw a wrench into everything. 
We learned a lot as freshmen and sophomores. Our junior year, we exploded, had an unbelievable year. And like I said, COVID threw a curveball in this final season. But this is the group that entrusted me to be the head of their program four years ago. So as I read through the next couple thoughts on what graduation actually looks like and what it means, I think you'll understand where I'm coming from. Four years ago, seemed like it was a long time. I remember looking forward to being like, four years is gonna take forever. But you know, they were freshmen, trying to figure out how to use their lockers, when their next class was, looking pretty much clueless at most of my upperclassmen. And as of today, they are the upperclassmen. They are the seniors that stand here ready to graduate, to move forward into this massive world that we have. It's a very seminal moment, but it's very easy to look back. You know, how do we measure time spent in high school? In the beginning, we always looked at it as class periods, counting down to the end of the day, counting down to practice, eventual freedom of the summer. And as days and weeks pass, we start measuring in semesters. And then we measure it into a year and then you become a sophomore who definitely thinks they have it all figured out. My sophomores were probably the toughest guys to coach because you have to break them a little bit because they're now the big men on the JV team instead of being the younger guys on the JV team. Some of the sophomores move up to varsity and then they're really young and kind of naive to everything that's around them. But by the time the junior year is reached, all my players and all the kids I can see in school have confidence prepared to take over as graduating seniors. Cannot wait to rule the school. Well, tonight at seven o'clock, the rule is over. And the next class that steps into their shoes will take over that rule of the school. From now on, when I talk to my guys, I talk about looking at things differently, how to measure the time different, how to measure your friendships different. Enjoy the last four years. For something I wish I would have done was actually be closer to the guys I graduate high school with. I'm not close to any of them, unfortunately. Text message here or there, phone call here or there, bump into in public here or there. But we're not really a close group, and I really wish that's something I could go back and actually fix. Over the years at high school, many memories are truly made. But as you get older, and 21 years ago I walked across this stage, the memories begin to fade. And they actually fade into little bits and pieces of time spent here. They're not periods anymore, they're not semesters or years, but they're pits and pieces of little things. Parties, hanging out here, hanging out there, riding the bus to and from games, sitting in the locker room before games, putting that nasty practice uniform on that probably hasn't been washed the right way because maybe coach got lazy and didn't wash them that night by complete accident. I do say this to this, this class of 2021, congratulations. Congratulations on making it through the last two years of high school, which are probably the most prolific years of our lives, just due to the fact that this pandemic has hit and made things absolutely a mess. I give you guys a ton of credit because you continued to work when most people as an adult stopped working, some by choice and some were told their services were no longer needed. Go off into the real world, enjoy it. Enjoy college, enjoy the next phase of your life, but always remember this. For my guys at South High, once a rebel, always a rebel. You will always wear the green and white, and you will always bleed green, because at the end of the day, that is who has molded you the last four years. 
Congratulations. I cannot wait to see you guys later this evening. That is today's show. When we come back tomorrow, we will have Trust Tuesday as well as the scores last night. What's happening locally in sports as we get ready for the state playoff run that's coming up and tech graduation tomorrow night. Thank you for listening to Never In My Wildest Dream podcast, and we will talk to you soon.